Welcome back, everybody, to the Female Footballers Podcast. My name is Cassie Gray, and I am your host. We just came back from a week off of doing our podcast. We took the week off of Thanksgiving to recharge ourselves, and it made us think about a lot of off-season themes. As many of you are winding down your collegiate or club seasons in this late November timeframe, it brings up a lot of different concepts that are talked about during off seasons. And instead of diving into all those topics today, we're going to spend the next few weeks kind of discussing some of those with other different types of podcasts laced in as well. But today, we don't have a, a guest of any kind. We're just going to discuss this is a short episode today. We're just going to discuss the importance of having an off season. Now, I know that many of us uh, listeners are either coaches, some of us are parents, and some of us are players. And I don't want to go into, you know, when I was young, those whole types of conversations. But it is important to note that the concept of an off-season has changed dramatically in the last 10 years. The youth and, and collegiate soccer programs of America 20 years ago truly took time away from the game. Now, if you were a club soccer player traditionally 20 years ago or more, the club looked the, the club games looked very different. There was a fall season that often started from August and would end in November. Players would take December and January off. They would start to train again in February, and their spring games would be March and late May, and then they would have June and July off. If you are a competitive youth player, oftentimes those off seasons is when travel tournaments would be rather than having them uh, spaced out within a normal season. So July was a big soccer tournament uh, month. However, now in 2021 and in the future, there really isn't an off season. Players are um, encouraged to continue to play even when their fall or spring games stop. Uh, they are put into different tournaments. Um, they are asked to play futsal, or they might be asked to do um, shooting clinics, uh, different types of you know goalkeeping clinics, whatever it might be, but lots of different clinics. Many players do private training in the off season, um, and they do ID camps, and they, they go to many different types of camps in the summer. So there really isn't time off. Um, in general, in the youth soccer scene. Collegiately, it's also very different. Um, I played almost, I'm sad to say, almost 20 years ago at Cal, graduated in 2004. And in our program, we traditionally had all of June off. June, we were allowed to not, not play if we didn't want to. Uh, we were also encouraged to play, you know, WPSL in the summers. Um, we were encouraged to keep our fitness up mainly. But um, if we could do that other ways, if we could just run and not play, we were encouraged to do so. We also were allowed to take late November to early January off if we'd like. Uh, we had a lot of school at that time, finals. Um, we were encouraged to weight lift and run still, but we didn't necessarily uh, have to play. Whereas in today's collegiate world, players were asked to play uh, year round. And even in those times where it's time off, 
Um, players are encouraged to also do personal training. They might want to offer their own clinics now with the NIL opportunities. Players are trying to capitalize on, you know, sponsorships and making money as uh, using their name, image, and likeness. So there really isn't, and, and, you know, although that might be more of in a coaching setting, if you're running clinics or camps or private trainings, you're still really in, involved in the game in a way. Um, but really rarely do any players, youth or collegiate or pros, get a lot of time off. And um, we're here to give our opinion on that. And our opinion at Female Footballers is it's really necessary to have an off season, to take time to rest. And we want to go over why and the three kind of reasons why we feel it's important to take time and have an off season. Now, if you're a parent listening, um, I'm a parent as well of competitive soccer players. And I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, which is a very intense, uh, am ambitious, and um, very success-driven area. But I would argue that many large cities here in America are also that way. So I would like to um, encourage all of you parents to really try to not have FOMO. <laughs> FOMO means fear of missing out. I think as a parent, you hear your friend's daughter or son is joining the futsal program, the eight-week futsal program in the off-season, and you're worried that they're going to have nothing to do, so you put them in there and you spend the extra money. Now, I'm going to tell you from an honest perspective, a lot of the clubs who are offering these off-season options, they're offering them for two reasons. One, they want a competitive edge in their program to have more winning teams and, and uh, players at high levels. And two, they want your money. They want to offer as many different programs in the off-season that they can have their coaches coach at so that they can pay their coaches for and they want to make more money as a club. So as a parent, if you're listening, don't be duped by that kind of peer pressure amongst moms and dads to to en enlist your child in a program in the off-season just because somebody else is doing it. I think that those types of programs are wonderful if they're child-led. Um, so if your child comes to you and says, I really want to play futsal in the off-season, by all means, sign them up. But if you're putting them in that because you're worried they're going to fall behind or their friends are doing it and you're worried they're going to have nothing to do and you don't want them to just sit on the couch and play video games, I have other options for you. I think that many other children should take the time to look at other things. Um, and we'll get into that in a moment. If you are a collegiate player, especially after COVID, it is more important now than ever to take a break. And I mean take a break. Yes, you can run. Yes, you can strength train. Go to the gym when you're at home on your different vacation times. But honestly, a, a large break from the sport, whether that's two weeks or even a month, that can do wonders on your mentality and your mental fitness and your mental capabilities within the sport. Um, so let's get into our three because I'm already touching on some of them. So the first reason there is importance to have an off season uh, would be we all need rest from the different muscle groups that we use so that we do not have overuse injuries. Um, overuse injury occurs when there's a lot of smaller injuries that occur during that season, during play, 
they start to accumulate. You're constantly needing things wrapped or you're constantly needing to ice things. And athletes, those, those injuries accumulate and they end up turning into an overuse injury because there's not enough rest in between games or activities or practices. So number one, you need an off season so that you rest different muscles and body parts so that you do not have overuse injury. According to US Youth Soccer on their website, female soccer players are four to eight times more likely to tear their ACLs. There is a crazy ACL epidemic on the female side of the sport, and it happens because girls are not resting at all. Um, and we don't want that to occur. And unfortunately, by the time players are on a competitive enough team, where they're going to receive an ACL preventative warm-up series, they're already overusing different muscle groups that will cause this. Um, in other words, um, some of the youth club teams that might not be as competitive are not necessarily going to have the resources to provide an ACL preventative type of warm-up or cool-down or strength training uh, necessary to prevent these injuries. When you get to those really high levels, whether it's club or college, you do have those resources most likely, and you are going to be able to do um, more ACL preventative type stuff in your strength training and your agility and speed work. Um, I highly recommend all players, if you're a competitive uh, youth player or collegiate player, and you're not at a school with a lot of resources, or you're not in a club or a team with a lot of resources, you can go onto Instagram and you can follow different soccer-related, female soccer-related um, sites and uh, different people that will really help you um, learn how to do these types of warm-ups on your own. Uh, one that I would highly recommend her tag on Instagram is Fit Soccer Queen. She's coming out with a new book, um, and she has amazing resources on how to make sure that you're taking care of the different muscle groups uh, and doing the right things and uh, not having overuse injuries. So give that a look. Um, the second reason there is an importance of having an off-season, whether you're a coach, a parent, or a player, uh, would be Probably in our book at Female Footballers, the largest reason in our book would be when you don't have an off season, it creates mental burnout. I recently was on a podcast with How Soccer Explains Leadership podcast. I highly recommend going on and looking up uh, their Instagram or website. You'll find a podcast where I was interviewed by their host, Phil Dark, and um, we talked all about burnout. Um, after the COVID pandemic, a lot of coaches have reached out to female footballers in the last four or five months as soccer got back to normal, and many coaches are seeing the same things. They are seeing complete lack and loss of motivation from their players. Players are not wanting to put in the time. They're fatigued mentally. They don't seem to care as much. Even at the collegiate level, I've spoken to girls who play in D1 high-level programs who do not, they did not, I should say, care this fall about winning necessarily. It was just so exciting to be back out on the field with their friends, to be able to be in a social um, space. And so like we were saying, 
when uh, when players have this mental burnout at the collegiate level, like they did, they just want social time. It's really important that we uh, we take breaks from the sport. So again, if you're a college player, we highly recommend that you don't play in your off season this fall. If you have December off, take December off from playing. You know, make it so that you miss it. We need to miss the sport sometimes. If we're constantly playing it, just like anything, it gets boring after a while. And a lot of people, I think a lot of coaches assumed that during COVID, players would really be excited to be back out on the field because they had this whole year where they couldn't play. But what I think coaches forgot was we forced players to be on Zoom in their backyards or front yards or their tiny space that they might have and Zoom and work on technical skill. We beat the fun out of the sport by doing that because we forced individual independent play when that is supposed to be something that a player comes to on their own time. So they never had a break in COVID. If we had said, you know what, let's all just take some of this time off. We're in lockdown. Let's take this whole month off. We can't do anything. Go do other things. Learn new skills and other fun activities to do with your family. I think then players would have come out and been way more interested in playing because they would have missed it. But we spent all this time in COVID just beating it out of them. And then we come back to a normal you know, season this fall. And I think whether it's college or youth, players were done. They were like, oh, this is a lot harder. Now I'm used to my own individual side of the game. And now I have to work with the team. And this is a lot harder. And I have to deal with her and this girl. And there, there's toxic relationships. And now I've got the coach screaming at me. But doesn't he realize I've been through all this stuff this past year mentally? And I just think there aren't enough mental supports in general. You know that I feel that way at female footballers. But there's been a massive loss of motivation and a lack of motivation this fall. And I think it's because many players are mentally fatigued. What does that mean? That means that soccer is a game. And it's a game that should be played for the love and passion that you have to play, just like any other game. But when you don't when you don't allow a player to bring the passion and the love and, and come at their own space and time and their own level, um, we we tend to kind of project our own experiences, whether we're a coach or a parent or even a teammate sometimes, we can project our own experience of the sport onto somebody else and they might see the sport completely different. And therefore we're, we're really changing how they view the sport. A lot of the time that takes that passion out of it. I think that coaches, that was something that regardless of coaches meant to do that or not, when we take our experience as a player or even our experience as a coach pre-COVID and we put those expectations onto our players now because that's what you were used to or that's how you feel it should be post-COVID and you're not listening to the players, um, then it can really do a, a large amount of damage. Um and so I think it's really important that players take a break. And what does that look like? That looks like do a different sport, do something different. This is our third off-season important point, reason for an off-season. Do a different activity in these times. What does that mean to you? Now, you're somebody who's gone every weekend because you're playing sports. That might be doing something at your home. Maybe do art, maybe take up a musical instrument. And I know these things sound silly and they might sound young and they might sound in many of you parents who are parents of 
very competitive players, they may they just might sound not realistic. But guess what? I'm telling you from somebody who not only played at that level and whether that was a long time ago or not, who also talks to coaches, parents, and players on a daily basis about this kind of stuff. And many of my close friends are D1 college uh, coaches. Do something different. It's going to help your daughter in the long run. The biggest problem is we don't think long-term in this sport. We think instant gratification. We're a part of a society that is all about instant gratification. So we think what's going to happen next we can't seem to think long-term. How is my child taking this off-season to learn an instrument going to help her with soccer? It will dramatically help her with soccer because she's taking a mental break from the game, which means when she goes back to it, she will be passionate again. And I know some of you are thinking, but what if she hates it? What if she doesn't find that passion again? Then guess what? Your child is not in the sport for the right reasons. And maybe it is time to transition to something new because they're not going to make it to the highest levels if you're forcing them or the coach is forcing them. They have to come to it on their own. That's why it's 1% or less make it to the highest levels in this sport because it's a passion and a drive that gets you there, not just the technical, not just the winning team, not just the scholarship. Can't tell you how many girls I've seen who get the scholarship, they play in their first collegiate game and then they're like, I didn't really want to do this. The scholarship was the ticket. That was all they wanted. They didn't want to play four years after. They just wanted the scholarship. So I'm telling you right now, find something else. Now, what does that different activity look like and what does that mean? In an off season, it is very, very important that you don't just do nothing. I think that a lot of people are think very black and white and they think, okay, off-season means don't do anything, like completely just be a couch potato. That's not what we're saying. You should be strength training, speed, agility type work, working on your fitness, but that can come in those other activities. Um, for example, uh, one thing that I think is great for younger players, 11 and younger, go to a playground. Go to a playground and make a day out of it where you have them do fun things on the bars. And I know that sounds silly, but I, I could think of a lot of eight and nine-year-old girls who want to play on the bars, the monkey bars, any kind of bars at a playground at a park or a school. And I'll tell you why. It's fun, but it's also using different muscles and, and parts of your body that will also help in soccer. A huge part of that type of workout on bars is core strength. So is soccer. A huge part of working different body parts is, is your core strength. Um, so you have to be able to think outside of the box. You have to be able to think long term. Um, but other sports, you know, I highly, I believe in being a multi-sport athlete. I was a multi-sport athlete and many of the women on the U.S. Women's National Team and NDSL players were multi-sport athletes. Um, I think that you know, if your child is 11 or 12 and they're starting to be more specific to soccer, that's probably age appropriate. But if they're seven and eight years old and they're only playing soccer, encourage them. If they don't want to play an organized other sport, encourage them to do pickup sports uh, on the weekends for fun um, in their neighborhood with friends. And, and that can be their other sports. It doesn't have to be an organized thing. So 
we hope that a lot of these um, off-season important points are something you can take with you. We also really uh, encourage you, if you are a player listening to this, have your coach listen to this, have your parent listen to this. If you're a parent, share this with the other parents around you because it's important to know all of this information is not just coming from female footballers, it's coming from many credited sites that we do research on. Uh, it's coming from the collegiate coaches that we're friends with. It's coming from the you know, international and domestic professional players that are on our staff. Uh, we, we know what we're talking about. If you are a coach, try to be the coach that can see past an off season and be able to think outside the box and know that if you tell your players, don't play for two weeks, challenge them. Say, don't, you're not allowed to play soccer for two weeks. See what happens. See which players that's hard for. See which players that is too easy for. You'll learn a lot by challenging your players during an off season and say, you can't touch a ball for two weeks. See what they decide to do. Have them share out at that first practice. What did they have to do? How hard was it? Make them do a partner share. These are all things that are really helpful as a coach to know uh, whether or not, you know, what you're dealing with on a mental capacity. It might You might see huge gains in the motivation side if you allow them to have some rest from the game. So we hope that this episode provided some uh, help for you, some tips. We're always here if you have questions. Uh, we want to encourage you if you're listening Tomorrow, November 30th from 6 to 7, we're having our second college community meeting. Uh, it's on Zoom. The link will be on our Instagram, our LinkedIn, our Facebook. Um, if you're a collegiate player, we'd love for you to join. We're going to be discussing the different pathways to play professionally, whether that is internationally, domestically, beach-related, futsal, whatever it may be. We're going to give tips, answer questions, um, so you don't want to miss that. Uh, and then just please keep in mind that we are here for you, whether you live locally or not. Uh, we are happy to Zoom with your team. We're happy to offer coaching sessions for your club. Uh, just hit us up in an email at cassie at femalefootballers.org. Um, you can also send stuff through the website, inquiries through the website at www.femalefootballers.org. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And we hope you guys have a great week.